0: For the middle of August 2020, you're tuned into The Wrap, Australia's fastest technology roundup. And with over half of the year sorted, you might be wondering just where the exciting technology is. Where are all those crazy ideas we're used to seeing? You know, the ideas that light us up and inspire. Well, you probably know what the holdup is. It's a big deal everywhere, and it's pretty much putting the world on hold for 2020. But just because the COVID-19 coronavirus feels like it's denting the pace of what's coming, doesn't mean it's having the impact that you think. Cool ideas are still coming, even if they seem a little behind schedule. Take the rumors about the next iPhone, with the possibility that the iPhone 12 models could be running just a little late, potentially missing their typical September launch window and hitting a month later in October. That wouldn't be that big, just a bit of a slip, and in a year that has seen everything slip, really not out of the ordinary. A new iPhone will likely see release this year, and it might even include a 5G variant or two that looks like the iPad Pro, and there might even be a new one of those as well. And that's not all that's coming. Dates might have slipped, but there's a lot on the cards, especially for new form factors in folding phones. September is looking rich with them. Take what's coming from Microsoft, with a bit of a surprise announcement with a Surface Duo dual-screen phone launching very shortly, shipping in September. This is new for Microsoft, and delivers two 5-inch screens joined by a 360-degree hinge, which together makes an 8-inch surface of sorts that runs Android. Now, you might be thinking, wait, Microsoft, doesn't it make Windows? Why would a company that makes Windows use Android? Look, we've been down this road once before. Let's not do Windows Mobile again unless there's, you know, actual demand for it. Android and iOS are the biggest mobile operating systems in the world. So if Apple won't let phones use iOS, let's stick with Android. No Windows Phone again, people, let's just move on. We're definitely intrigued by the idea that Microsoft is pushing, though it's not the first. LG did a similar dual screen trick in last year's V50, but if anyone can pull it off, it's Microsoft it just needs to get the apps right. Two screens with a hinge aren't the only foldable phones on the horizon in the coming months. Motorola also has a new foldable on the way with a revised Razer smartphone foldable, the flip phone with a foldable screen. That new Razer is set to be announced in September and it'll have competition from Samsung which also has a flip phone with a foldable screen coming in the 5G variant of its Galaxy Z Flip. Granted it's an update to something that only came out months ago and probably should have been 5G for the price Samsung was asking but it least it's been refreshed, so that's nice. Samsung is also set to show off its next tablet foldable in September, the Galaxy Z Fold 2, which is basically a 7-inch tablet that folds into a 4-inch phone and made to look more like the Galaxy Note 20 Ultra that's coming out next week. The Galaxy Note 20 Ultra out next week isn't a foldable, but it is a rather big phone. It's a really big phone, actually. We'll have a full review next week, but for the moment. We can tell you that the screen is big and beautiful, the industrial design is pretty sleek, and the camera on the back is pretty complex, but it has a noticeable bump that's kind of impossible to ignore. Credit for Samsung for trying it. We'll tell you if it works next week. And next week, there's a few things happening. You see, it's National Science Week, so it's time to think about all those scientists doing amazing things, and if you have kids, indulge that curiosity by doing some science at home. Scienceweek.net.au has some cool ideas for that sort of thing. It's also National Scams Awareness Week because scams are a big deal lately. Hey, they're big all the time. They fleece people out of hundreds of millions of dollars across Australia every year. While there's too much to tell people about scams in the space of time we have left, there are some tips worth remembering because there are a lot of scams, even now. Typically with scammers, there's a hope of endearing themselves to you as something you need to respond to. A scammer might call several times, hang up, and leave a message. And this type of scam is called a Wangiri or a cut once and run scam. And it's all about convincing you the call is urgent and to have you either call back or click. Don't. Don't do it. Don't click on a message. Don't call back. It's a rabbit hole of deceit. Trust numbers from people and places you know. And whatever link says it's coming from something you do know, like a bank or a post office? Well, read that link carefully and maybe call the bank or the post office to find out whether they sent it. There are a lot of dodgy links going out, and scammers will pretend to be banks, the government, the post, even Facebook. The hope is that you click and follow without question, and scammers will do anything and everything to get your details, and they're not going to stop, because it works. You just have to be more aware Become more aware and ask questions. And ask questions to us, to the real places. Ask questions, because asking can help you stay aware. And that's it from us in this episode of The Wrap, Australia's fastest technology roundup. The Wrap will be back next week for more Technology in 5. Until then, have a great one, and we'll see you next time on The Wrap. Stay safe, stay sane, and take care.